people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Evolution, evolution of an Elmo. It so much. <laughs> <laughs> now I do need a drink. Okay, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are posting at uh, pot posting. posting. We are podcasting live. Or semi-live, pseudo-live from I'm, Seven Stars I'm, Bar and Grill in San Jose. No, well, we're not. You're not alive. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, Wednesday, October 30th. It's the night before Halloween. Uh, we decided really not to come in costumes. I just find it ironic that the guy who's married to a costumer had nothing on hand. But actually, what I have on hand oh, is no. being saved. Oh, no. Is being saved for the weekend. Okay. <laughs> Epic fail. <laughs> so, it's his Conan outfit. Mm. Okay, so anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. So <laughs> nice. a, across, Red hair. across from me uh, is uh, our becoming less than semi-regular, more than semi-regular. Yes, <laughs> that's me. In fact, some semi-regular. Might, some might say over-regular. <laughs> I was going to say, zing. <laughs> Start off on a positive note. That's right. His name has become a verb. Jason Salazar, uh, but just the Salazar part yeah, okay. became the verb. All right, oh, and uh, of course, our man in Los Angeles, my announcer. That's right. There was more. I don't know. You started to say your announcer. I did. So yeah, I was going to say nice things about you, but it's okay. We're good. And best friend. And start over. We're good friends. <laughs> Bestie. We're good friends. Bestie. We're goodies. Um, and of course, moral compass. <laughs> And podcast producer. The best one here, Rick Brett Snyder. Well, you are the best podcast producer here, that's true. And we have <laughs> an audience of one, which is better than we often do, because we would sit here talking to ourselves. Maybe he'll write us a letter while he's sitting there. <laughs> I know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Brian Shimada is here listening here Woo! at the Seven Stars and enjoying. You, what'd you have for dinner? Uh, chicken strips. Chicken strips. Chicken strips. Delicious. They are good. They are good. And what are you drinking? Yeah. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Nate got it. I couldn't. Yeah, well, Nate, Nate heard it from all the from 400 <laughs> miles away. Nate heard it because <laughs> Nate drinks it anyway. That's true. It looks like urine in a mason jar, but that's okay. <laughs> we've uh, we've got some comic news. We, we've got some movie news, of course. Uh, uh, we do not drink it. We could. Uh, we have some television news that you know. Once again, sorry, Nate's going to be put to sleep by, but it's all right. Uh, and Doctor uh, Who. You betcha. And uh, then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll bring it back. We will. Um, but we, we do want to start off by talking about comics. Um, comics. The, the, big, the big news, strictly internally in our world, and it's still like a year, year and a half off, is it was leaked and then finally confirmed uh, yesterday that DC Comics is going to leave New York behind. 
and move lock, stock, and barrel to Burbank. And Nate is prepping his resume now. Hello. I'd be lying if I was didn't say. And Derek is also prepping his resume now. So, and, uh, I and was Dan DiDio, all is forgiven. Please give us a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think about uh, DC and New York. So there was the Warren group that was in New York. Mm-hmm. The and, magazine group, right? right the magazine Creepy, group. And eerie. Did they have a route that that spawned DC, or where did Detective Comics come from? No, Detective. Oh no, no. Warren is not nearly as old as as uh, DC. Uh, Harry Donenfeld, uh, I believe. I believe he's the one occasionally referred to in hush tones as the Colonel. Um, had come back in 1935. They okay. uh, published the first official comic book, which was Famous Funnies, which was a gathering of newspaper strips. That popularity. Uh, this is all uh, actually some of this is available in the DC Vault uh, uh, that was released a few years ago. Um, they have reproductions of some of the first. first I do things. have that. And then Detective Comics number one was the comics when they started doing original material was just trying to do, um, you know, copying what was going on in the pulps. Pulps, yeah. So Detective Comics number one. It was they. I don't know when they started the DC, but by the time. So, but it was actually two different companies. There was the company that was publishing Detective and Action that had Superman and Batman and then few, uh, some second-tier characters, and they teamed up with All-American Comics. So it was a separate publisher at the time. And almost every character from the, uh, that became an All-Star Comics from the Justice Society was actually from All-American, and Superman and Batman were considered honorary members and didn't originally appear but by putting their faces like in the corners of the covers, kids would. It was a right. it was a sales so, thing, and they they agreed to a lie, and so they both so they both used the label DC, <laughs> and then over the other thing would be then uh, EC educational right, or right. entertaining comics, and it started as educational comics, um, you know, which the, these two companies later merged EC. Sold out to because of Time Warner buyout, right? Became part of DC as well, but it was, but was and that's the where Mad came from. But Mad Magazine was the one I always talked about the street they were on in New York, Madison Avenue, Madison Avenue. Yeah, yeah. And I got the feeling that I, as a kid, I thought all, everything I love is on Madison Avenue in New York. If I can ever get to Madison Avenue in New York, but both DC and Marvel actually ch- uh, did move offices in the seventies. Well, yeah, I know. So, I mean, they were they were in different parts of town, and the buildings were completely different. It yeah. felt like I was going to a dentist when I went well, to that the was, Marvel. Well, that was in two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, um, and because DC used to be six 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 Fifth Avenue, I think it was like unfortunate that it had a six 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 address like, or ah! intentional. <laughs> oh, uh, that was the seventies when you know the, we're the, the ones your parents was. warned you about, kids. So anyway, they're going to move. It was leaked by Bleeding Cool, and the, so there's been a lot of reaction to this. Whereas uh, some people are upset that uh, she, you know, it should have been the company to tell them. But the reality was the company wasn't going to tell them. You know, they they knew they were going to they're going to force this move. I mean, people had suspected it was going to happen, but they'd already made the plans as to when it was going to happen. And they have a lot of employees who probably would like to have that year mm. to look yeah. for a job, which now they can, uh, and now they know if they. But everybody who wants to go west can. But I have a feeling, you know, there's people that are diehard New Yorkers. They will stay. But a lot of those people do like illustration work in the in the city as well. They have they. they oh, do I don't think other... that's the case anymore. I think most of the artists that they have are freelancers from all across the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's a different case than it was. That's you true. know in the '60s and '70s. Oh, we're talking mostly editorial. 
uh, and, and, and administrative people. Uh, but, but everyone can relocate if they wish to. Uh, so uh, I did look last night. No, the job board hasn't opened up with anything for D.C. <laughs> but, but the thing is, Dan, Dan DiDio and Jeff Johns have already been out here. And then uh, Marvel's staying in New York, but they already have... And Jim Lee. And Jim Lee, right. And, so, yeah. and Marvel has some offices out here, and they already have Marvel Studios. And I think this is, this is a move meant by Warner Entertainment to bring D.C. Entertainment under the fold, under Diane Nelson to try to do a better job of leveraging everything entertainment-wise by copying what they, what they think or doing better what they think Marvel did. Still not understanding that Kevin Feige has a really good sense of what they want to do with their movies right. and, and yet hiring creative people and allowing them the freedom to explore their characters in different ways. You know, so I don't think there's still that kind of oversight is going to happen. And Marvel was able to do it without moving to L.A. Well, but Marvel Studios has been in L.A. since the 70s. Right. So, uh, you know, that they didn't have to move the comics over. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, but it's it great does, for Jeff Johns, though. But it does make sense that with Jeff Johns being chief creative officer and with Jim Lee being over there that it's time to bring people, people over. So... Uh, it's happening. On that note, I would actually like to say legitimately in my reading through month, weeks of back issues, uh, things I bought, I have, it was coincidental, I swear to God, I have now read a Dan DiDio written comic book that I thought was actually a pretty good one. You're just kissing up now, aren't no, you? No, I'm not, because no. I, hated, I hated the redo of The Creeper, but for Villains right. Month, I thought, as long as I accepted this is a brand new universe, the redo of Eclipso was actually interesting. So did you read that in the... Uh, the um, what was it? Uh, Amethyst? And I did not read that. I read the... I, won't, I didn't realize... It says... It does have an asterisk and say, say he's, hap- he's been in all these other books. Because they revamped him, so he now comes from Gemworld. Right. Yeah. And, and, which... I, no. Actually, no. The Forever Evil, uh, the Villain Month does have... They undid that? No, they just said that that's one, if you'll pardon the pun, facet. Um, That's one place he went, but that's not where he actually came from. Oh, okay. Uh, So the people in Gemworld believe one thing, something older and truer, which goes back to what they had done in the 90s. So, uh, and now they've, and now he's attached to a character who is like Bruce Gordon, but they didn't name him Bruce Gordon, but Mona and Dr. Bennett are in the origin story, so they're setting it to be like... So he's still treating like a <clears throat> werewolf victim, or he has to yes, set himself but he's, up for but the he's, but, attacks? but he's flawed, and actually more in cahoots now. Oh, interesting. And I thought, well, it's an interesting take on a character that admittedly, because I have the Eclipso showcase, boy, they had to stretch it a lot. So it's like the <laughs> evil the Captain 60s. Marvel. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but trying to find... Just a very flawed human being, and I thought, okay, I... And that was in Forever Evil, which I haven't... Uh, yeah, like, in those villain months. I haven't finished the... I read all the villain... Oh, I didn't read the one with Eclipso in it. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. I did because I like Eclipso, and I thought... Which yeah. book was that in? You know, I don't... Uh, Justice League Dark, I think. Oh, I think it sense. was Justice League Dark. Yeah. So it made sense, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Because really, I read the, the Creeper one. I do not like a thing they did to revamp the Creeper. Because it's such a nicely... To be pure, honest, I haven't liked a thing they did with revamping the creeper the last Ever. two or three times. No, 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 no. I mean, really, Ditko's concept is perfect. Was crazy, but perfect. Yeah. And he's uh, like the Joker superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
With a little bit of that. I shall become a clown. Because <laughs> villains. Because oh, come on. Criminals really? Fear Don't you clowns. think? Oh, let's look at that Northampton clown, you know, yeah. really terrorized a small village for about three weeks. Yeah. That guy <laughs> so, had it going on. So believe me, that if he had chosen to use his powers only for good. Right. Man, I don't think I actually probably did because I don't think anybody, not even the criminals, dared step outside at night because yeah. <laughs> they were convinced they were to be They're eaten like Pennywise by a cloud. Suck exactly. your soul out. Yeah. So nightmares, the clown. <laughs> a little tribute to Thrilling Adventure Hour. Good times. Uh, so um, I enjoyed that, but let's get down to okay. So that was the big news this week. Um, we wanted to go. Oh, I, I do want to mention that Disney. I knew this was coming, and I just caught this and thought, boy, it's about time. Disney ended the contract for uh, major casinos to have Marvel and Star Wars slot machines. <laughs> apparently, they did, uh, apparently gambling, gambling addiction didn't go along with their family-friendly <laughs> image. It took them a while, but finally it has stopped. Um, and I haven't actually... Were I, there Marvel slot machines? Yes, I haven't gone gambling in like 20 years. Well, yeah, it's I'm not, say, I'm not saying that pretentiously or... I have, but I haven't superior, seen them. I haven't but I either. haven't gone. But apparently, like on the, on the riverboats in particular, not so much in Nevada, but, but East Coast riverboats oh, okay, have sense. been. So, um, big thing. And then there were Star Wars ones, apparently. And I'm like, wow. So uh, They have Star gone. Wars ones. They have, they have Star yeah. Trek ones, but they haven't seen any... Uh, they have well, a Dragon's Lair slot machine. Oh, now. yeah. I'm okay with Star Trek being a slot machine because yeah. Kirk, yeah. he was a gambler. He was a gambler. He was. It's a player. You know what slot machine is awesome? What slot family machine? Family Guy. Family, family guy? guy slot machine? I played a Family Guy penny slot and won uh, about 160 bucks off of it. All that's, right. that's the perfect show for a slot machine. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine yeah. because there's nothing family about right. Family right. Guy. <laughs> right. But Star Wars, in which we, t- you know, we, we're again making kids buy action figures of serial killers and worshiping them. Is that going to stop too since that's Disney? Or no, Anakin's it, pretty no, they're, stuck. They're just going to rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin's pretty much core to the whole set concept. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Little Anakin could be written out entirely. Uh, I love that point. I love that. Um, so, anyway, I just wanted to point that out. And then last week, so we, we took last week off. Uh, it was my fault. Uh, my day job made it impossible for us to gather to record. God. I know, yeah. And, uh, okay, and, and to be, you know, Jason's intestines. But still. Uh, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, but, so we, there was a big controversy last week. And we're going to go through the, the, little, the a little palimpsest of our stacks right. from last week. But the biggest controversy was that uh, Hannibal Taboo had walked into a store. I wasn't going to name him, but everybody knows the store now. I mean, it's been out there in the news. Comics, Inc. in Los Angeles. And he saw somebody trying to purchase the first issue of a new image comic called Pretty Deadly by Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's been writing Captain Marvel. And I cannot remember the artist's name. Uh, another, another young woman. Uh, I think it's Vanessa Del Rios. What is it? Emma Rios. Emma Rios. Okay. So Emma Rios, and this person went to the counter, and the owner of the store said, no, I'm not going to let you, and ripped the book in half. That's what I think about it. It's an amateurish book, blah, blah, blah. So big deal. Eric Stevenson got wind of it. He's the head of Image, and he said, okay, cancel all their orders for Pretty Deadly if that's the way they feel. Uh, you know, For the future, they can't, they've ordered two and three. We're not going to ship to them, blah, blah, blah. The guy, the guy ended up... Uh, apologizing, put an apology out on the internet, hoping that was enough. Um, the great thing is that probably <laughs> that book got more attention. Yes. The exact opposite of what the one guy had intended to have happen. Right. And the thing is, I do want to say, 
If you shop at Comics Inc. and this is, and you think that you are supposed to be abused by your clerks, okay, I get it. There's a restaurant in San Diego people love because you know Dick's Last Resort. You know mm-hmm. that's uh, where where people love getting treated. You know by poorly, at poorly, yes. poorly at best. Yes. Look, okay, I get it. You had low self esteem. Uh, you know, and and Hooters was full. But uh, <laughs> wow. But. Um, you can go to stores, say like Earth 2, but they treat you with respect like a thinking person. And because apparently this is not the only time the guy has done it. Now, this is a pretty standard... I think the quote was, we ha- he has plenty of fans. Yeah, who love coming in and seeing what book is he going to crap on this week and tear up. And it's like, you know, and the guy said, well, the other copies are on the shelf. We, it was just, you know, for effect and people love that performance. Like, <laughs> you know, I still don't like it. When I had a manager, when I had a comic shop clerk, uh, Tony Viador, who's been in the audience for the podcast before he would he would never take something out he would slip things in yes. for god's sake in the 90s i was trying to quit x-men and he keep put it kept putting them back in my in my buy pile but uh you know that's funny but no, that's that's somebody who 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 is trying to expand your horizon in fact i appreciate a good store will say here's a recommendation yeah. if you tried this one not like oh my god don't even come near this yeah. and that's so, what happened with me at hijinks although so i had already I, seen the cover and just on the basis, this is an awesome, awesome cover. So I loved the cover. I went back to Elusive on Saturday, and I bought it as well. And I, I got to say, um, it's a good prologue. It yes. may, you know, it does have some weaknesses in that it's not... Ka. It doesn't. Oh, it's from Kaka Comics. I'm oh, sorry. That's yeah. immediately what I thought of. I'm sorry. Great. That's a real Shout inside out. joke. Shout out to Lon's Crackpot. Crackpot Comics. Comic. Oh, Nate knows. Yeah, Nate knows. That's but, right. But um, waiting for the sequel, Nate. It, like too. like a lot of books waiting. that I've given <laughs> far more leeway to. I suspect that when I have four or five issues, what would be the first arc? Yes. This first issue will read much better. But this guy was complaining about the art being amateurish. Not and I thought Emma Rios reminded me a lot of Paul Pope, who, you know, two, three weeks ago was lauded for his style being the greatest graphic novel of the year with Battling Boy. It's so, it's a style I can see I can see it developing a little bit more, but it's not amateurish. Not at all. Not at all. Really well it's 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 a very boobs. Yes, there are boobs in there. Thank <laughs> That's you, my Jason. interjection. I had to bring it down just a little bit. You're welcome. Oh, Good you night, what, everybody. You know what you just did? You just woke up Lon Lopez. He I was did. using the podcast to fall asleep. Uh, tip boobs? Your boobs? Uh, tip your waitress. So, Try the video. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I reminded me. It's a Western fairy tale. Let's give it. I mean, it's a fairy tale Western. Yeah. It reminded me thematically an answer to east of west but still set in the 1900 uh, the 1800s somebody said to me that it's kind of like preacher only set in the old west and i'm kind of seeing that a little I'm gonna, bit i'm gonna stick with well it's but it's the same setup as as east of west yeah so the, the, but I, the, but i don't know we go by preachers that but i'd sooner give that to my child indeed my 14 year old even daughter. with the boobs oh my, my daughter can handle <laughs> boobs okay I, wait um you know so <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of, I thought I read it going. That's the kind of book I'd, I'd pass along to my fourteen year old because kids are re- teens are reading this kind of YA novel stuff, and it's very clearly moral. It's very clearly. I, I read through it at my normal pace. About halfway through, I'm going. Are you really, moving your lips? I don't know what's going on <laughs> Did here. You have your car mess, and I need to chat. go back and start over and read it and pay and pay more attention to who the characters are, what yeah. they're doing, what what they've done did before. In and yes, it did. 
it was much deeper than I was giving. Well, it it's credit a complex for. book. It's a yeah. complex first issue. So the that uh, clerk just doesn't understand. Complexity. No, that wasn't the clerk. That was the owner. Uh, well, of he the should store. be a clerk. In which case, yes, uh, yeah. And he went back to looking at his shallow reflecting pool. Yeah. And uh, no, I don't know. I just I, I never heard of the store. Before I could last seriously week. have a poster of that cover. It's it's beautiful. It's, it it's really is awesome. beautiful. So uh, I don't know Would you if like it. Me to tell you what he claims. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Do tell, Nate, because the couple Here's people listening can't hear you. A small group of longtime customers who know me well asked me what I really thought of the book. Uh, for dramatic effect, I ripped a copy of the book after giving my review. I personally found the book lacking a coherent storyline and the art too muddy to follow. That was my opinion. The book was still on the shelves for sale and those and for all those who wanted it. I made the mistake of thinking I was having a private talk with a small group of friends. I apologize for my actions. So it's the friend's fault. That's that's kind of... <laughs> well, I, I do understand what he's saying, but when there are many patrons saying, this has happened before, mm. right. then that's, that's, that's a BS excuse. Yeah. It just is. I mean, and not to harp on that, because look, I don't shop there. If you shop there, okay, and you're comfortable with it, fine. The real point is... Thank you, Mr. Comics, Inc. owner, because you pointed me towards a book that I actually enjoyed. So, joke's on you. Yeah. And uh, so, that was, I, I think, Zing. cool, cool uh, from last week. But what else did you want to point out from last week, Rick? I didn't bring my last week. So, back. we saw the end of the Hunger four-issue miniseries. with Not the Hunger Games. The, the Hunger. Hunger. Which, uh, or it's, it's just Hunger, I guess. Yeah, I think it is just Hunger. And yeah. this is the Age of Ultron aftermath that uh, all the time-traveling Age of Ultron has ripped holes. In the, and we're seeing this in a couple of different books. Guardians of the Galaxy is mm-hmm. dealing with that. And this allowed the Galactus and Galactus to, to merge. merge. That was a nice touch. And not only that, but we got a merger of, a, of the Marvel Ultimates Captain Marvel and Rick Jones by the end of this. Which harkens back. But they're both the ultimate versions, right? Yes. Yes, yes. But it harkens back to, and this Jones is aware. He's been kind of led around by the Watcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I caught he, that much of He'd already been kind of a super powered, almost like the binary of this universe. Remember yeah, binary yeah. Carol Danvers when she was. One so, of Captain Marvel's many. Uh, right. So, um, versions. What, what this led, this intimated for me that. They could be looking with this merger of some characters from the Ultimates universe into the standard Marvel universe. Which now leads into this week, Cataclysm. Right, which is a book I've got pulled for our yeah, later yeah. discussion. But, you know, I think that I think we've, we suspected that. They're trying to bring the Ultimates universe to an end, uh, but they have a couple of versions that are far more popular. So Miles Morales is yeah. very popular as... Uh, as Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, yes. so uh, they need to bring him, maintain him. They've done very well marketing him, which is really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, they don't need the Ultimate Universe anymore because they've got the movie version. They've got a, they've got a Spider-Man for kids. Again, yes, and it's really it's really what it comes down to. This is a this that's is a really good point. A kid's Spider-Man. This is the kid back to the original he's, idea. He's yeah. like in, in middle school Spider-Man. So he's not trying to decide whether or not he's going to propose to Mary Jane or anything. Um, but the the um, 
Galactus Galactus is obviously not going to be a character that's going to go away even no, though he's in the Well, you finally Marvel found a universe. way to change and up his up yeah. his profile. Yeah, and he's got some crazy new powers with the yeah, storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. I I've, I've read a couple of well, I read one issue. Now I've got next week I'll catch up on the whole thing. Okay. I'll have a little more time and so, pick up uh, 1 through 4. Also last week uh, we got uh, Marvel Now What? So Marvel Now What, which harkens back to all the ones all back all the way back to not Brandick. Um, yes, and this is uh, this was actually I've 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 been suckered by almost every one of these versions of Marvel comedy based on their characters, and this was one of the better efforts that they've had. I've always had fun, like you know what the was fun for me. Marvel right. now what is mocking something, however, that boy retailers driving crazy. If you want to jump on the next Marvel nows are like. Say uh, this is uh, you've got Nova there. That's going to be your next thing, right? What number is that? Nova is uh, nine. Okay, so Nate, are you aware of this? That when they get to Inhumanity, the jump on point will be like Nova number nine point I N H. <laughs> so it's even you. You thought you were having problems figuring out which chapter of Infinity you were buying. Good lord. Wow. You know, so everything is named that and then and then there So is there going to be a 9 I N a 9 and then a 9 I N H or is it going to be a is going to be is, 9 and then 9. Point I N H I N A N E. I N. You're clever. For those listening in the bar, he said 9 inane. Okay, so um <laughs> we, I, we're going to have to plug he in spelled the it out. I, we're going to have to plug in the speakers. I didn't want to do this I week because I didn't know what was going I, on. No, and I want to say, but next week we are. I know uh, I've got a couple things planned. Thor will have seen the Thor screening. Yeah. And a couple people have already said they wanted to come down and no just listen. No spoilers. We won't spoil, but I'm going to bring in a guest critic as well. Okay. So, um, so I'll bring the speakers in next yeah, week. Yeah. So we can, we can uh, have, have we, our audience right now, uh, half of which has gone to the bar. Um, and that's all right. That was Anthony Frederick Aranda came in to, uh, you know. Uh, oh, is Anthony here? I totally didn't see he him. He's sitting right over there. Yeah. You thought it was some other hulking. I didn't even Latino. see him. Yes. I was watching Supernatural. He came in like a ninja. Oh, he's a, <laughs> which is weird. but uh, Supernatural's yeah. on the TV behind Derek. So no, I, I get that. That's I'm why, watching That's it. why Rick seats me away from the TV. Because then you won't exactly be able to talk intelligibly. My eyes aren't good enough to see this, nor do I care about the sporting events over there. Fair enough. But... Uh, so, but Felicia Day is on the screen Felicia behind Day's you. Felicia Day is on this one, so, so I'm, I'm just not on now. It's so she, pretty. She liked my Facebook post last night. She called me a gentleman. Hey-o. Yeah, I, my my nerd cred went up this one is, experience this point. Is, this is sadly like <laughs> I have I have traded for three years at school with that when I showed Doctor Horrible to my drama class mm-hmm. and I say and Penny once called me a gentleman. <gasps> You know they love. She that. was drunk. Hey, kids. you know it's the. Little- oh yeah. Oh, I'm not saying she wasn't. <laughs> so was Will Wheaton, and she's but looking that, over Derek's but shoulder that, too. No, no, no. It was directly me, and Will Wheaton was drunk as well. But um, but that doesn't quite have the cachet with uh, with high school girls. No. Uh, so. <laughs> Discussing the guild members, I should mention that I had lunch with the director of the guild just last week. Sean Becker. How's he doing? He won't return my calls. Who picked He's up the very tab? Busy. Yeah, very I know. Busy. I haven't yes. actually called him. <laughs> you just know you won't get a call back. I, I do, because we ran into other comments. He also liked a post of mine last week, so that was uh, my nerd cred went up one experience points. <laughs> so what's the score on your nerd cred now? Uh, now if only they could one do and a half. If only they could do something for your endurance. I know, uh, such a shame. <laughs> so hey, yeah, hey, baby steps, get off my back. 
I'm sorry. No, you don't have the strength to throw me no, off. No, that's true. Nor that's, the charisma. That's a, oh, wow. Burn. <laughs> burn. Nerd burn. Nerd burn. Nate, why aren't you here defending me? You moved away, and now I'm at the mercy of these men. You son of We'll have to take a road trip and do it from his apartment sometime. That would be good. The dog would just keep, like, rubbing it. Wow. It's like, Coco, get down. Hey, Jason's okay, getting wave. some action. Wave. Hey. There you go. All right, so what else is so Nova, Nova is up to issue number nine, and this was a book that was kind of unsteady for me at the beginning, but this is really a good book now. The the character, the supporting cast, yeah, and they've got they've got it's they've developed the supporting cast. They've got Speedball and Vance Astro in there too, mm-hmm. and his mom is Kickass. I mean, not not Kickass from the comic book, but she's, that guy's a guy. She's a bo- yeah. she's his mom. <laughs> His mom is the mom you want a superhero to have, especially a young kid superhero. It's like the mother in um, what's the Kirkman uh, in Invincible. In Invincible, but she's not superpowered. Okay. So, anyway, um, she's not superpowered in Invincible. Is she not? But she should be. She's yeah, awesome. but she's not. She, I know. I she's know. still awesome. <laughs> If is, Rick were writing it, I've been. Um, if I was writing it, Kirkman <laughs> I, may still I've break been, out. No, I, he, well, he said that that's the one he will give up. He will turn it over to somebody else. Oh, well, there you go. Resume time again. Go ahead, Nate. One thing about Nova is that you said Speedball. I'm glad Speedball's back to Speedball again. Yeah, he's not penance. You don't like penance. But why is Speedball suddenly 13 again instead of being... Marvel now. Time is broken, Nate. Time is broken. I don't know. I'm, I'm not having too much trouble with it. Right now, your left leg is only seven years old. Wow. What? <laughs> what? So, What's the next thing called Marvel Now Again or Marvel Now Now? <laughs> Marvel Now Now. Marvel, uh, Marvel, Marvel Now Now. When will Marvel then be then. now? Marvel Umau Mau. Marvel Umau Mau. Umau Mau. Okay, that was our 15 nice seconds before job. the parody ah, rule is ah. totally. Hey, hey, thanks, Nate. <laughs> so uh, the next the next thing I bought, bought the, uh, I guess I was the only one who picked up on this, was Velvet. Uh, I'm mad by, at myself for passing by it Brubaker up. Baker and Epting, and this I heard is, it was great. This is really. This is. Did you like it? Did, How did, did you pass on that, Derek? Did you read it? Because you know what's wrong, Nate. You're not with me at the comic shop to tell me what I should be buying. Do you anymore. see how many lives you're ruining by having moved away? <laughs> oh, sure, Tiffany's hot, <laughs> yeah. but still, still, no, not an excuse. Look at the wall of comics. And if you see a new one. Look at the names of the creators on the cover. I know. I'm sorry, and I meant to go back and get it this week, but I forgot to look in the last week's shipment. But anyway, for the people who aren't aware of this already, Robert Kirkman, please, please, this fighting is what people are tuning in for. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Sure it is. But the the uh, did you read it, Nate? Yes. Okay, and what did you think? I mean. Eh. Obviously, you must. must <laughs> I be. tore it up, and I thought it was in the privacy of friends. Yeah. Such a it, this My is. My review was ripping it in half. No, <laughs> I, I thought it was good, and uh, I actually at Image Expo they had a long preview. Like Brubaker talked about it for a while, so I knew that it was something I'd want to read. It captures like the '60s James Bond feel from the novels yeah. and stuff, but but they they will send you down an alley, and you'll be thinking, "I'm going into the standard Bond trope." And they'll take a left-hand turn, and it's it's Velvet, who is this not right. not terribly young female super, uh, spy, or not even really a spy. She's almost an administrative spy, but she's gotten she's caught a, up in she's this. Retired. Yeah. So, um, but she's still kick-ass. Um, 
Oh, I left that open for you. Oh, the no. kick it, yeah, no, that was she. She literally uh, kicks ass in this book. I, 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 yeah, I she's she's like an Emma Peel kind of character. <laughs> uh, no, so you're going to want to go pick this. We should up. mention with uh, Steve Epting as the artist because I think we made very clear as Ed Brubaker, yes. but you know, so this was the team that had been on Captain America and introduced right the Winter Soldier. Indeed. So they are when indeed. Captain America throws his mighty shield. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. That was amazing. So the last one I had from last week that uh, was probably one of the, it, it comes, it's one of the things with the blazing, the shocking conclusion that, conclusion that will change the world of Iron Man forever. Yes, it turns out he's actually an aluminum alloy. <laughs> he's an aluminum alloy man from now on. It's awkward. Well, it's been in it's been in the papers and it's been a week now. So oh yeah, can, no, it's totally spoiled. Yeah, like, so you know. so <laughs> it turns out that Tony Stark is adopted. And his his parents actually had a son, Arno Stark, who was uh, disabled and living un, in an ox in a yeah. respirator. This in is the a, whole Thomas a, Bruce Wayne thing. You know, in a uh, DC Arma. did this in the seventies. But the uh, the nice thing about this is it ties back in, it ties Arno Stark into the uh, Marvel universe, except outside of the. Uh, well, I want to say, I mean, let's, let's, the let's, what let's if be honest. Style books. Arno originally was introduced as he was going to be a descendant of Tony because he was first introduced in the 80s. Yes. When that made sense as Iron Man 2020. Right. That we figured, but oh, Tony Stark has died. But now we're getting uncomfortably close, close to, to the 2020. actual 2020. <laughs> but Arno Stark was kind My of... My God, why are we still reading comics? Arno was kind of, a, kind of an <laughs> ass in a couple question. of the... Uh, Arno? Arno Arno Stark. Arno. It was actually Mike Sainz did this comic on the Macintosh. For yeah, it was, he, he had been doing Shatter for uh, first for, for first comics. Yeah, in and the 80s. and then he did a graphic novel, Iron Man. Uh, I don't even know it was Iron Man twenty twenty. No, it wasn't it was, called Iron Man twenty twenty. It was like else. It was a subtitle. It. I know what you're talking was, about, but I do know what the book you're talking the, about. The original books were all done in black and white because it was Mac Mac. Original yeah. Mac, and then then for the uh, they colored it for the 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 Iron Man novel, but it was Arno Stark in the future, and it yeah, was yeah. kind of crazy future. I'll wait for the stuff. movie. He had these kind of gear things on his shoulders. Who would play and... Arno Stark? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, I'm flying. <laughs> That's a really bad Seth Rogen. There you go. Stuff. No, Nate's got it. Nate has the last You had down. it. That was good. I can uh, only do Charlie Day. It's the only thing I really don't. Yeah, I find Seth Rogen clever, but I don't like to laugh. It's like such yeah. a, it's such a crutch. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> so that was the catch up for last week. Since <laughs> Thanks, Nate. That's missed great, it. Nate. So this week's stack. Uh, wait, did I have anything else? Oh, uh, I did not realize that they'd done a Scooby-Doo team-up with Batman. Now they're going to make it an ongoing? No. For kids, there'll be an ongoing monthly DC well, Batman book. Batman and Robin were on Scooby-Doo. I know, and so they did what like a... What does Scooby contribute to that they team? Did like a, they Followed did like a... The one with the they did like a special <laughs> that makes to, pay, sense. to pay tribute to that, and then it sold so well, probably partially nostalgia, yeah. but also partially the hunger that children have for appropriate Batman books to read. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do Scooby-Doo and Batman team up on a regular basis, solving mysteries uh, outside of Gotham City. <laughs> wow. I love it. I think that's fine. It's not going on my pull list, but... No, uh, it doesn't have fine. to. You know, no, they I, don't all have I, to be for you. Didn't say that. <laughs> well, Scooby-Doo it was and impl- Batman 2. You know what I realized today? Children have hunger for anything that kids like. <laughs> this is true. 
I was at. What is that? Uh, <laughs> the, He's the become Synergy a Zen Lab. master. He says things you just don't understand. Yeah, I, I did not get that. Sorry. You will Lab know today, when you know. Oh, okay. having, cleared it up. Uh, Thank you. Or will you? Auditions for some commercial or something, and it was like little kids, like real, like yeah. probably two to five years old. So I'm walking down this hallway, and I hear there's like a huge Mickey Mouse statue out in front. And we all love and Mickey. I hear, I hear it's Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. It was hilarious. Was that like a 45 year old businessman? Or? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a two year old. Okay. It started off calm and ended up frantic, like, oh my God, that's Mickey Mouse right there. Yes. Yes, wait till you have children. I mean, you will have own. children someday, Nate. <laughs> and believe me, they, they will act just throw as insanely. Crap for kids to read, and mm. they love it. Yeah, yeah. Which the is only... why they shouldn't throw together crap, and they should actually do good stuff. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! You <laughs> just gestured at the TV. Uh, it was a big Iron Man sticker. It threw him off. The fathead. <laughs> the fathead people are doing like Sully and, uh, oh, and Mike, yeah. and this is what we were talking about. Rampant commercialism and licensing. Yeah. There we go. Uh, um, so, anyway, we'll go to this week's stack, which is... You uh, start. Okay. I went really, really oddly because this caught my attention. Red Circle, which was the old Archie uh, comic superhero line uh-huh. way back when. Uh, sometimes not revived as MLJ, but has lived as Red Circle like every nine or ten years. Right, isn't that the group that DC got some of the DC got stuff Impact a couple of years for a ago? while, and then they got them again. Yeah. They tried it again, and they were the Red Circle comics then. The Hangman. Hangman, uh, The Shield, which Mick Gray had yeah, done yeah. some inking. They lost that. They, it didn't last very long, The Web. Uh, and so now Archie's doing it themselves, and they started off as an online comic, and now they're relaunching the Mighty Crusaders and the Fox. What caught my attention is Dean Haspiel, who had been an artist for um, for Harvey Picard and has created this, this semi-autobiographical HBO series Bored to Death, is the writer and artist of The Fox. Uh, I so, loved Bored so to Death. With uh, Mark Wade doing dialogue. So um, Dean Haspiel is doing the art and, and this, and it's... It's fun. This is a kid-friendly... So is he, is he like a Peter Parker uh, photographer? He's got well, a camera on the front Well, cover. yeah. So this is they're setting, setting it as um, this is the son of the original 1940s version of the Fox from their superhero line. And uh, so he's Paul uh, Patton Jr. He's a cameraman who... He's a newspaper reporter and cameraman who couldn't find a story. So he thought by putting on his dad's old costume, maybe stories would find him. Uh-huh. And now he can't stop. They, you know, they're like constantly finding it. So it's kind of funny. He's middle aged, uh, and so that's one of the things that I thought was an interesting take on it. Does is, the costume give him powers, or is nope, he like a Batman? Nope, character? he has no powers. And what I really love about it is you can kind of see it on the art. His ears are floppy, so there's like these inside drawings of like the fox's droop, droopy eared, and it doesn't fit very well, and it looks kind of human, and it's just funny. And it's got a little social satire built in. It was, a, it was a, I thought, a really enjoyable book. And then they're going to reintroduce the Shield next issue. 
And I may check out um, the the Mighty Crusaders book so to see I'm, if it's unlike falling Batman, in the same. Unlike Batman, who anticipates everything, the nope. fox has it's, no idea. He's just spontaneous. He's he's sort of like uh, they're calling him the freak magnet. Sort of like how the blue de- blue devil used to be. Oh in the yeah, 80s. yeah. But that was an actual power. The wasn't weirdness, it? Ma- yeah, it was. But this is sort of like no, he's just the freak magnet because he's dressed <laughs> up. So all the villains are going after him and weirdness fights. And I that thought, was my nickname in high I school. Have, <laughs> Bing. I have one question about this book. Yes, Nate. <laughs> What does the fox say? Stop oh. it. Stop it right now. I will slap you through the phone. I was reading this whole thing, and he had Jason's voice going, oh, God, you think this is what, this is crime fighting? Come on. <laughs> I'll tell you what the fox says, but I can't repeat it here. So my, my first one is uh, Thor, Crown of Fools number one, which I'm not sure if it's going to be more than the number one, but this is basically a prep book for the uh, upcoming movie. Thor because, The Dark World. Because we introduced the Dark Elf... Uh, Malekith. Malekith. Um, <laughs> and again, it's the Walt, the Walt Simonson introduced that character back when, and so this is all, oh, yeah, all Walt Simonson stuff. beautiful stuff uh, reintroduced. I think this might be when Odin loses the eye. I think he, he lost the eye during... Uh, maybe it happened before this issue. It looks like there's some some new stuff at the beginning, and then there's a Simonson reprint at the end um, with uh, with the picture of uh, Benedict. I mean, there it is. Uh, uh, not Benedict. Uh, Christopher Eccleston is oh, that's right. uh, Malekith. Yeah, that's right. Benedict Cumberbatch is not yet in he's, the Marvel Universe. He's film. everyone. Uh, yes. He's in everything else. Yeah, yeah. give it time. Yeah, so. he will be Smaug. He has Ooh. been Khan. It'll be something else. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, next, and I think we both have this. I think we both have the next two, which is uh, the same two. We're going to limit tonight uh, oh, to yeah. three. Damien, son of Batman, yep. kind of controversial, um, but continuing. That's the uh, annual. Was it an annual or a special issue where, or was it just in line? No, it's different. It's different. This is very clearly an Elseworlds. Uh, without saying it, I, because I, I, there's no, you know, Batman. Well, wasn't the other one an Elseworlds? Yeah, but it's, it's it was a different, uh, a different for, future thing. So you just need to. If you have you read it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, read it. Uh, I thought it was beautifully drawn, not so hot, Andy Kirby. white on the story, and I, and I think my wound is still too fresh. Tell me how Damien came back to life first. There's an interesting treatment of Ra's al Ghul, which I think is better than, um, dare I say. What Grant Morrison had done with the character, yeah. There's a there's a character turn, there's a, a plot turn that makes perfect sense to me for Rasagul in the way of being that what it, what it, as the Japanese would say in the uh, you know the honorable enemy, yes, kind of thing. So Rasagul is treated that way better here. I think oddly enough, I think we're going to get some hints in uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws because okay. Ras has risen and is coming okay. coming up in that book right okay. now. Uh, so, so you know it, it, it's it's a beautiful beautifully drawn book. Uh, I know when we had Mick on the uh, no, I'm sorry, Mick had put on Facebook. Mick Gray working on Batman and whatever Two Face right now, which is some beautiful inking, by the way. I just had to tell him that yesterday. I love the inking. Of oh, that Batman was a great. Uh, it's a. Is, he's continuing the next issue. Yeah, too, it's three yeah. issues of Batman and Two Face, but that the feeling was, you know, that I mean, basically the people that work with Damien have taken that character so close to heart that it'd be like, you know, it's a shame that Peter Tomasi wasn't given the right to do the revival, but he may still. Because this this jumps so far forward in the future, there's no way of knowing. You know, 
I, I'm going to go with it as an Elseworlds because of some references, but because he started it long before what happened at the end of Batman Incorporated. So uh, it's hard to tell given given its its two face, but this book is turning into being the Batman team up book that Brave and the Bold used to be back in the possible. day. It's possible. And uh, even though it still has the ghost of the back, Batman and Robin behind the the character of the week. And I'm hoping that they can actually do that, but with characters where they're they're not necessarily it's like Batman and the Riddler. I mean, I don't want I don't want to be the criminal that Batman's chasing. No, no, I, I want them to it, actually be teamed up. I think what it is is being a book that's allowing to discuss how Batman stands in relief to those other characters. Like now, when you got Batman and Two Face, here's Batman getting harsher and darker and grieving, and he kind of put the closed the book on that at the at the end of the it was a Batman and Catwoman. Um, yes. Okay. And then um, now with Two Face, they're kind of retelling Two Face's origin for the modern a uh, very significant story in Two Face and a very significant rewrite of yeah. the story. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, from the way it has been traditionally been done. So it was uh, supposed to have been in the courtroom, right? It was. Yeah, it was a courtroom thing. boss. Boss, I think Maroni or yeah, Zuko was the one who killed the. Killed the Graysons. It was uh, Boss Maroney was the one who had the two face coin, um, and so this is a different look that at a different take. That is, you know, it is worth to say now. Batman's coming to grips with his grief. Here's here now. You're he's faced with a character who he had once been friends with and yes. lost. So it's got to be someone where it stands out. It's, yeah, it's illuminating some fast. But I don't want Batman to be Batman and Killer Croc because that's just not going to come across that way. Although I liked the Killer Croc uh, villain's uh, story. I thought that was actually the best Killer Croc story I've ever read. I Is would the agree Joker with you. an evil fish now? No, no. The Joker just just constantly does the Joker Oof. fish thing. Once again, I'm adding my two cents just going by the, the cover. I was like, what's going on? I don't know. Yes. I, I don't he really sells hard that. I did. I sure did, yeah. didn't I? You're welcome. I had to bring it down a little bit. Wow. Way to Brita. So, uh, <laughs> ooh. Ooh. oh. Community already Britted themselves. All right. So next. So let's do, uh, that's your last one there? That's that, my last that's one. That's the so one to end this. on. So this is uh, Ultimate Comics Cataclysm 1, which I think it was kind of sold differently. Wasn't it sold as Cataclysm, the big crossover between the two? Uh, it's going to be. So, you know, I don't like the... I, the idea that's called out as Ultimate Comics is kind of like in the almost, Ultimate Universe. Then it's going to be there's going to be Ultimate X Men, Cataclysm, Ultimate Avengers, or Ultimates. but if I'm if I'm somebody who doesn't buy Ultimate Comics and I see this, I'm probably not going to realize that this may eventually ripple into books that I care about. So, so. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I think if it's meant to, to to tie up a ribbon on Ultimate Comics, it's what it is. Yeah, but that came out this week. Yeah, that came out this week. It's uh, 0.1, actually, of, uh, of this. And you've got a uh, huge, huge, huge Galactus spread in the middle of the book. Um, it's not the hugest spread this week. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> the hugest Galactus is the one you made me carry around Comic-Con. <laughs> hey, I had to drive that back. <laughs> that thing was ridiculous. And I appreciate both of you dealing <laughs> no, with it. No, no, it's all right. good. Again, I Salazar that. Yeah, no. Occasionally, Shang Chi goes into the bread cave and just calls it dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's so big. That's fine as long as he respects it. <laughs> this is my god. <laughs> All right. So, my, what's that on the top of my, your stack? My last one here is, of course, the long-awaited Sandman overtures. Neil Gaiman's return to Vertigo with a midquel story. 
that he found a way to make both a sequel, a prequel, and a midquel because it's it's Neil Gaiman. Uh, the Sandman Overture. And it ties one. into Doctor Who. No, it doesn't. Uh, no, but... <laughs> Did your heart saying, stop? If you actually look at... Um, there's this... Uh, have you read it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I, so here's my credit. I'm going to throw... Of course, it's Sandman. So Sandman fans are already going, I- I'm sorry, I've stopped listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I must read my copy of the book. The ad placement is absolutely the stupidest ad placement I've ever seen. So you get this, you know, chapter one, and then it goes into a two-page... Ad for the upcoming Dead Boy Detectives. Nice. Breaking the flow of a fantastical... <laughs> it's Sandman. Uh, and then I thought I was might have actually been turning the page into a preview of Dead Boy Detectives. And no, it's the Sandman story again. Uh, and you go through, and J.H. Williams inking himself beautiful. Oh, and then again in the middle. Uh, Two-page spread advertising no, other things you can buy. Is that with Mick Gray? Yeah, that's the, uh, the uh, absolute Promethea. Um, so... Uh, then you go back to the story. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's, it's Prometheus with Mick Gray. It's like Alan Moore. Yeah, he's on it too. Okay, and then, uh, you, or sorry, as they now say, um, original author. That was the solution for the Marvel Man reprints. Okay, is that it will be rebuild to Alan Davis and original author. So um, anyway, then more ads in the middle, totally confusing you. Then you're back to the story. Uh, more ads, uh, but here's the beautiful thing: is oh my. four page fold out. Wow. All the alternate versions wow. of Morpheus throughout the different realities. That's pretty. That's going to be a poster. This, oh, it better be. And the thing that caught some people's eye today is that you look at it, and there's one version that looks very Marvel superhero-y. It looks like Nightmare. Uh-huh. One version looks a bit like Groot. And... <laughs> um, a racket raccoon I see over there? No. Yeah. It, well, no, no, no. Because it, it, it's a tree man, and so I think no, they're I pushing it. And that looks kind of like the was the Vorlons for from uh, Babylon Five, which Gaiman wrote for. Yeah, and he sounds like him too. Yeah, so um, basically, which is no surprise, and I don't think anybody should feel is like this is Gaiman, like Stephen King, the meta commentary about they're all you know stories are all from the same space. That's what the Sandman series was about. Yeah. This is beautifully, like we needed the bow, but we want the bow because it's it's Sandman. So as far as I know, there are five different cover packages here yes i had three choices i just like this one the best but you got a different one i bought i bought the two two. standard ones and then there's another one with a digital comic version that's bound into it that one's bagged but until there are two more one there are two more one is every one in 100 and every one in 200 uh rare covers uh and actually you get a date with death i think so Uh, (laughs) don't we all have a date with death who remains absolutely the hottest character in comics and then that's why we all need therapy um, so uh, she's in here. They're all there, and it's just—it is really a really cool story. I read those. I read all three of these today because I thought, well, it's maybe for just once. Because I asked Mick yesterday if he wanted to come down tonight because of the DC move, right? And he says, I don't really know anything about it. Is it like, have you paid attention to us? We don't—we talk about stuff we don't know anything about all the time. <laughs> uh, and he laughed, but but said no. Still, he had to teach at the Academy of Art, so. Um, which, you know, if you're in the San Francisco area and not taking art classes from Mick Gray, what's wrong with you? I've uh, heard I, he, he taught he uh, he came out to Cogswell when Justin was there yeah. to do some stuff at a at a uh, convention they were having there. And the students were just thrilled with what he did in the in the hour. So I can't imagine how great the class. Hey, must I mean, be. it's got to be a master class. You must be because he is he's a humble man, but he's, he's, a, so he's an incredible inker. You yeah. know, he's just 
You know, so uh, anyway, we can move to movies, and I think this is going to uh, tie into Jason, uh, you know, a little bit, and we can talk about me. And we didn't talk about your universal experiences, but the I I, I didn't run this article because <laughs> yeah, I, because I felt this is um, this is the kind of thing that's passing for journalism. Again, I'm mean, like so at at uh, I think it was a Wizard Con a couple of weeks ago. Bruce Campbell was was doing a Q and A, and somebody oh, yeah. asked about Army of Darkness two, mm-hmm. and he made these. Well, I'd be old and blah blah blah. And yeah, what can I say? I guess we're doing it. You know, I mean, context. It could have so been nothing. And right. Sam Raimi hasn't said, "Yeah, I'm gonna." Right. And Evil Dead, uh, the Evil Dead two. Because they were going to do a sequel to the remake of Evil Dead while right. doing the sequel to, to the original Army. Evil Dead yeah. uh, simultaneously. Because you know we're in that kind of culture right now. We're just eating itself. But are they going to do? They're going to do Army Darkness too. Two, but which they, you can watch. In, but they may. But they may or may not actually be doing it. And this is the thing. It went all over the internet last week of like it's finally happening. It's like no, he made an off the cuff remark at a convention yeah. that he could. Please, I've heard Bruce Campbell talk. I could be all right. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, now go f yourself. You yeah. know, <laughs> this <laughs> so, glass is empty. I'll win. Yeah. Or uh, as he, you know, yeah, exactly. He got a glass <laughs> of scotch and turned his back on me. True story. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so, uh, but I did think that this is a good segue then because you actually went to. Um, I don't think they had an Evil Dead, but you did experience the haunted horrors. The they house had of Evil Earth. Dead in Florida, yes. In Florida. So yes. you went to Florida to experience the eight haunted houses yes. at Universal Studios. I did, yes. So, because I wanted specifically to that's go. That's a real Bruce Wayne thing to do. Honey, let's it, go to Florida. It was for, a real, well, I mean. the Well, no, Bruce Wayne doesn't have a honey. Alfred, let's go to Florida and experience it's, haunted houses. like, yes, Master Wayne. Um, no, I mean, he's, he's got a number of honeys, I think the, okay. the precursor to that was, I, I mean, like back in July, I had to get a tooth pulled. And when I went into the dentist's office, this does have a connection. This does have a connection because I You're went not just in bragging. No, yeah, yeah. I got a tooth pulled. Yeah. <laughs> Take that everyone. Hey ladies, um, he's toothless. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I went in there thinking like, okay, if I got to get a tooth pulled, I'm going to go to universal horror nights, but I'm going to Florida cause they have cabin in the woods and we didn't have that here. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be my out because I'm not going to be that lucky, quote unquote, you know, for it to be that big of a deal. And I went in there and turns out my tooth was cracked. And he's like, yeah, we got to pull it. And then I did it that day and I went home. And that day, that night, we made the reservations and I bought the tickets. So back in July. So I was really excited then. And yeah, we just went like two weeks that's ago. That's the best tooth fairy ever. Yeah. <laughs> Me, the one you paid for the yourself. The one I paid yeah, for myself, yeah. absolutely. So, um, and you know, my wife graciously came along, and not being a horror movie person, she's like, okay. she's not. No, she can't stand them. Wow. She she likes more like a psychological horror, like Sixth Sense kind of sure, deal, sure. suspense but, films, right? But horror, horror, right, no, okay, not okay. her thing. And um, so I was looking forward to that too because I knew walking through those things, I was going to be pointing and laughing, and oh, this is going to be awesome, and she's going to be freaking out at every turn. And and she actually was quite brave. So, um, but yeah, the cabin in the woods house was. She carried you out when you were crying a bit. <laughs> yeah, she did. When I just kind of like broke <laughs> down after a ball. <laughs> yeah, I ate, I ate part of a bad churro, so she had to oh, drag no! me out. Oh. And uh, but cabin in the hey, woods at least was. You got to eat the churro, and a bird didn't steal it. Did someone steal your churro, Nate? Did the bird steal <laughs> your? Seagull? Seriously? <laughs> wow. I think we have a podcast title. The Seagull Stole, stole My, my churro. churro. And scene. Good, Nate. That's good. Thanks for stealing the one bit of thunder I had on this show. 
Get off the phone, you jerk. So, no, but... Uh, <laughs> but, um... No, I mean, other than just describing the houses, I mean, there really isn't too much. I mean, they had Cabin in the Woods. We don't. It was very... Well, what do they do with a Cabin in the Woods? I mean, because I think... The thing with Cabin in the Woods is, is the... It's everything. Yeah, I mean, you walk in... Like, they have all these sound stages there at their Universal Studios that are not used. The full-size sound stages. Right, because they no longer really film out Right, anymore, and yeah. so they took all these, like, seven or eight sound stages and turned them into very elaborate, detailed, haunted houses. And um, Cabin in the Woods, you, you walk inside, and they've actually built the woods and the cabin, and you, you actually go through the woods, and you get in there. And then you go down, and, you know, you find the little the elevator and the cubes. And spoilers, but, you know, and everything yeah, that yeah. was under the house. And, oh, cool. And it was very, you know, and all the... So cre- they're, they're, like, live-action shows going on in each side one, each, oh, each one of the Oh, they're real actors. Yeah, actors, yeah, yeah, like they had the... So it's like, it's like the Haunted House uh, that they put up. Uh, what's it called? Um, the, the the huge. They used to do like gyros and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gyros, it, world of terror. That's right. It. It, it, it's like that, Except but again, with actual licensed properties. Yeah, you know. exactly. And, and it's so much sweeter when you millions can actually of name dollars. Your killer. It was really cool because you know when you get to the point where you go down into the lab that's under the house and and the monsters and creatures are in the cubes and all that. It looks like there's glass in front of all of them and they can't get out. But apparently, it's some kind of weird projection or something like that because Sharon, my wife, got really close to one and there was the one containing the, if you've seen the movie, there's those characters that look like the strangers. They have the white masks and the knives. And she's like, oh, look, it's those ones that she got really close. And then the girl came right out and just brought the fake knife and went right through it and got like this close to her face. And she freaked out. I mean, because they they got as, as close as they possibly could to you. And it was amazing. Um... That was the main reason I went, though. My favorite house of them all was the Evil Dead one, which was based on the remake. And, um, yeah, I still haven't seen the remake. Yeah, and that, it was just so ridiculously elaborate. I mean, you go in and out of the cabin like two or three times. So did they have all the things that happened outside of the cabin? Like yes. Like the hillbilly zombie? They had the zombie girl walking through. They had at the end when uh, the cabin's on fire and she's coming out of the ground and the chainsaw. And they actually had this wow. re- really cool projection in the windows that made it look like the cabin was on fire. And wow. it, And it, it really, I mean. How long did they keep this open? Uh, it started end of September, and I think it runs to like the first or second week of November. I yeah. want to say. I think they run it past okay. Halloween, but not yeah. far past it. And um, but yeah, I mean, again, descriptions of this kind do not do it justice. But I mean, they were they they had an American werewolf in London, which was awesome because that's like one of my favorite werewolf movies. And there were so the, many best transformation scene ever. Right, and they had that in the house like they have a guy in there and they're and because rick baker from what i was told did the puppets for the haunted house oh yeah they got they spared no expense they got the guy right and they're these elaborate puppets full size massively articulate that came through walls and out of corners and complete blackness and and it was just one of the funny things was is they put uh when you're walking through a piccadilly circus at the end of the movie they had you know a phone booth there but it was painted and it looked like the tardis because apparently that was <laughs> it, so, and it had the little light on top, and it was just a little nod. Yeah, it, it was just, it was just, yeah. it was just there. Bad Wolf on the side. I, bad Wolf was on one of the walls. Yes, because because the the people we were walking through with were huge Doctor Who fans, and kept pointing out like, "Look at that! Wait, huh? We That's just a- lost Nate early." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like Doctor Who again. He went from werewolves to Doctor Who. 
But um, but yeah, I mean, they had that. They had um, a Resident Evil uh, walkthrough, which is was more based on the video game, not the movie franchise. Uh huh. Um, then they had original creations. Um, they had one where you're like supposed to be like on a train, and these genetically engineered super soldiers get out of their cages and they're trying to attack you and the only good thing about that one was is when you're walking through it it shakes back and forth like you're on a train so you can't maintain your balance but the scariest part of that was they hired really buff guys so every time they popped out from a wall the scariest thing was the whiff of bo you got (laughs) and it it, it was horrific but um yeah it i I, you couldn't get out of there quick enough it was like the ultimate bad gym and uh but they had that. They had other random ones, like a guy got electrocuted, and you went to the afterlife with him, and um, and it was in 3D, which was horrible for anyone who wears glasses. Because he like, said adjusting his glasses. Yeah, I, you know what we did, ladies and gentlemen. We sent our dowdy Aunt Jason <laughs> to Universal. I walked. They, they, it was sorry. so horrifying, especially if you're wearing glasses. It, it was because I walked. You know, it, it, it wasn't the good 3D. It was you know the red and blue 3D. Oh, and I'm walking oh. through there, and then they shove you. Not, not only is it like a lot of lights bright colors then they shove you into a room of mirrors so three times before i exited (laughs) that room i ran into the mirror full force and it got to the point where even the people in costume and employees you know and zombies and stuff are you okay no 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 no. they're they're going like you know "Ah, uh, uh," and then they start going like (laughs) (laughs) pointing towards the exit yeah yeah. and i was like because i i at one point i could not find my way out yeah We've got a canary in zone two. Canary in zone two. <laughs> this is exactly the, what happened. This is the best haunted house story yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, even the evil took pity. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was no point because we were holding up the line. I couldn't see the damn exit. So the guy just finally was like, I'm going to break character for a moment. But Dude, I'm, I'm I need you, grunt. but our tribe believes that we take on the attributes of those who we eat. <laughs> And frankly, <laughs> we don't want you at all. I can't so, afford the toilet paper. No, 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 you couldn't. So, but, but I mean, all in all, it was a whirlwind trip. We flew in Friday. We left Sunday. Uh, and, yeah, we went for one day, basically, to Florida. So do they shut down anything else when they're doing this? Or is this all added on to whatever you'd normally go to it's at Universal uh, Studios? When you, the park or is, is it a separate t- ticket? It or? is a separate ticket. The oh, park okay. is only open till 5 o'clock on the Halloween night days. Then they close it for an hour to get everyone out. They reopen it again at 7 or 6 or whatever the time difference was. And then then only the Halloween ticket holders can go in. Okay. But the whole park is still open, too. Not just the houses. All the rides are, too. And all the rides have, like, five-minute waits because everyone's waiting two and a half hours to get into, like, Evil Dead and Cabin in the Woods. Right. So it's so, perfect for somebody like me who's never been to Universal right. Studios. Or the last time I went to Universal Studios, the Jaws thing in the, in the oh, lake yeah. was the big That's one. gone. Now they're building Harry Potter there. Well, no, so. but Jaws is still um, in, in California. Oh, in California, yes, in Florida they got rid of it. But it wasn't a separate... The, the thing, I, and I don't know if this is the same in Florida, but in, in, in Universal Hollywood... The kind of controversial thing was for the haunted, haunted thing. They turned that over to The Walking Dead, the back lot. Oh, yes, we had so that, too. Could, we had so, Walking so Dead. So there was the first time that, that people were allowed to actually walk around on the back lot. Cool. The part mm-hmm. of the tour, except you would have been attacked by zombies. So I, yes. was, I was not going to go there. But that, they also shoot, in some, they shoot on location in some little abandoned town in the uh, mid- Mid-South. I was reading an article about that. I'm not talking about the actual Walking Dead. I'm saying that you could walk as a fan, and then that was part of the Haunted the one in oh, Ho- thought- The one in Hollywood. So, right. So right. this is the first time that, you, that they had included their actual tram tour 
and let you. They weren't running the trams. So you had to walk. Oh, on oh those yeah, the, the one in Hollywood does like the scare tram deal, where they drive you out there and then they let you out, and they have a guide with you. They did that when they did, did they like fake a breakdown of the tram. Or? I think they did like because they did scream one year, and then like Ghostface is trying to kill you the whole time, and yeah, they have someone making sure you don't get lost or something. But yeah, they they move you around as and, opposed to Anthony Perkins, and then you have to explain yes. to your nine year old the whole plot of the movie and why everybody else was scared. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, I, that didn't happen to me. Um, so, uh, did you guys see the X-Men Days of Future Past trailer? Yes. Did. Just, yeah, oh, looks yeah, good. Looking good. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. People were saying that it's underproduced, that it's still missing special effects or something. I, I didn't, didn't really, really know that, notice that I didn't either. Notice that. But, no. you know, here's what was, I didn't either. And here's the thing, because I think, it's, I think they might be speaking ironically because it's like, Where's the explosions? <laughs> yeah. You know, where's the lasers? Yeah. Right. Where is the where is the where's the X Menning? Where is the Westchester Mansion <laughs> dropping out of the sky into the ocean like every other action movie right. we've seen right. this year? Yeah. Um, because what it reminded me, and as Brian Singer as, as director, is when I went to Comic Con the, the summer before X Men Two was done, and he came and he took, cut together he cut together a trailer. Without any effects, the only actual effect he had, and it wasn't an effect, was was Hugh Jackman running with towards the, the camera, running towards yeah, the camera. Yeah. you know, I remember. And that. the thing is, that trailer was so compelling without yeah. a single effect. Yeah, yeah. Just on the power of the effect is oh, good acting and perhaps decent script. And that's how I felt this one was. I didn't, I didn't miss any oh, no. of that yeah. of the flare. I, well, there's I, a couple of things like Magneto kind of coming down, right, in, in and like him pulling vertical. like Mystique towards. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there were a few things, but I didn't care. There was no flash no to big. it. I'm just right. stoked. That, no, I'm. I want to see the story. Yeah. I want to see yeah. Patrick Stewart face down James McAvoy yeah. and say, dear boy, dear boy. Yeah, it's like what, was the, what was the, the Wolverine line about? You, you've got to go back and talk to my, my prior self. Yeah, so you have to commit. be patient. He's like, patience, patience is one enough. of my things. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be awesome. I, I think it looks great. I, yeah. I'm very excited. That's one of the last few X-Men storylines I actually remember from when back in my reading of comics days. So yeah. I'm, I'm – but – it was it was Kitty who was the yeah Kitty went back in the original right but most of the actual plot was Re- used for X Men One she went back in time to stop the assassination right. of Senator Kelly which was oh, what was going on right. in X Men One the assassination oh, wow. was the focal point for the changes that that. Uh, Schismed. Guess they just never thought they were going to get around to making this. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. well, they, not. well, Brian Singer didn't know that Brett Ratner would come over and, and Salazar. Crap on his work. Yeah, and Salazar. Salazar. Is yes, Salazar. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great trilogy. Great quick shot of uh, of Bolivar Trask. Um, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Yes. So uh, that that's great. Um, Ben Kingsley went back to film something for... To make up for the Mandarin. To, uh, or potentially, <laughs> well, the rumor would be is maybe this does reverse that whole thing, which I was waiting for in Iron yeah. Man 3. certainly hope so. So some people are upset about it, but he's gone back to do a short film for, I, which I would assume would be on the DVD for Thor. Yeah. The Dark World. So, yeah, I had read that too, that it's supposedly like the real Mandarin gets ticked off. Yeah, from the, his portrayal of him, yes. and he kind of goes and seeks revenge. What was his name in Trevor? I, Trevor. Trevor. Trevor Slattery or Slattery? Yeah, I, yes. I mean, I had no issue with that personally, but I can understand. No, but I totally well, wanted a no, reversal. No, I totally wanted. No, a reversal. I understand why if people. If I was do. the Mandarin, I'd be upset about sure, it. Sure. <laughs> Maybe really... you are. Maybe I am. Brett Schneider is the Mandarin. Yeah. 
Uh, and of course, we had Star Wars news that they've uh, fired the, or they have let go the screenwriter for Episode Seven, who had written Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story Three. Yep. And Lawrence Kasdan's back in with J.J. Abrams, which is great. And the force really, is I, a I, great I, sign. I, I just mean, want to say, I mean, it, it could have been worse. <laughs> in the last twenty years, what Kasdan film have you really? Enjoyed. Uh, true, but I'm just saying from a Star Wars standpoint. I mean, they could it's have gone. They could have really gone a totally different direction and screwed the pooch even further. So I, I, didn't, mean. I didn't watch a Little Miss Sunshine and say this guy could do a Star Wars <laughs> movie. But I did watch Toy Story three and think, wow, this guy. I'd really like knows. to see another Toy Story movie by this guy. No, 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 no. But you, Toy but Story, Toy Story is three amazing. is a really good. Uh, it is. is a really good continuation of it. So there's a guy who's able to make real character out of. Let's did say, you see Toy Story CG. 3? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You, did you not feel? No, I thought that, it was it, the best. Did you not? I mean, no spoilers. I, I mean, the, it's old enough, but yeah. it, to say this, like there was this moment in Toy Story 3 when they're facing the flames where I went, right. oh my God, they're going to, they're going to die. Y- yes. They're going to end yes. this trilogy yes. with the death of the toys. I totally thought right. that. And yeah. I thought, and they've accepted their death. Right. What a horrible and yet probably necessary lesson for the children of America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I really did. Wow. And, and I thought, and I was so... I saw that in Disneyland with my wife and child, and so we were surrounded by diehard Disney people, and when that moment came on, there were people saying no screaming this you yeah. know stop this kick because I, I I really thought for sure they're, 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 that's you know seriously that's what they were doing and I was like that's if they beyond diehard yeah it was it was ridiculous but I was still like oh my god they're gonna melt woody this is going to be awesome and because uh, I, I would <laughs> look like one of the Nazis in, <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I would have been fine with it. I mean, because I would have been like, you know, good for you, I Pixar. See the pig get it. What's some? <laughs> yeah, the pig needed to go first. Ham, ham, ham. But they didn't. Ham and that, keeps and, taunting me in the damned Infinity game. So yeah, oh, ham yes. can totally bite it. Yes, now. yes. You need no. To it's, it's not. It's not ham. I'm sorry. It is Slinky Dog. Who is talking oh. to me in the Infinity oh, Game? Yeah. You need to use Bullseye to win this rant. Well, the hell with you. <laughs> That's right. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to build another thing of, of costumes for the aliens. <laughs> we're playing the same. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the same levels yeah, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. I, sorry for that moment. Sorry. We. Of- I did stop the volcano. This though. Infinity Moment. I haven't gotten to you. there yet. Oh, okay, you, that, that's fun. It, I, I think. This, it, this, <laughs> sorry. I think it is the best of the games. Of the, oh, the of Toy the, Story. The, yes. Really. The Toy Story one yes. so far is... I haven't broke... I, I bought them all. I because I think they had time to respond to criticism a little bit mm-hmm. and make some adjustment. Right. I feel like there's a lot more opportunity to level up. Sure. But I want to go back to movies because yeah, still with Star Wars is... Rumor is Harrison Ford says he's in. Oh, yeah. But what he's in for is he's extorting Disney... Because he wants his to at least ha- To at least have a, an outline for Indy 5 in exchange for him being in Star Wars. That's damn decent of him. Yes. Yeah, I'm because fine with then that. he can say, "No, this outline sucks." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not doing another Crystal Skull. And it kind of when I read that too, I was like, "Wait a minute, what does Indiana Jones have to do with Disney?" Oh, wait. I want you. <laughs> you know, it, it I, took me wait till we get that Red Tail sequel. <laughs> it's got to have three, like three demands, and one of them is going to be: you have to explain how that kid isn't really mine. Yes. <laughs> Tarzan is not mine. And yeah, yeah. Uh, this just in, Brian Benben is hoping for Radioland Murders 2. <laughs> <laughs> Radioland Murders. <laughs> so, and Howard the Duck 2 could happen, so there's no joke there. That, that I'm okay could. with. Yeah, that's okay. Well, somebody pointed out that it's, it's really cool now that Howard the Duck is owned by the same company oh, no, that no, owns... No. no, that's what I just said. That's why I realized. Owns it's Donald all, Duck. It's all the same, yes. So so Howard, or, has, or has Anthony pointed out Howard the Duck, the first Marvel movie? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. I just, when I was watching on HBO, I had made that comment, and I was like, oh, my God, that, it, was that really the first? But Howard can go pantsless now again. He can no, go pantsless? that crappy Captain America where he rides no. the No, 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 no. The crappy Captain America actually is after Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was in the what? 80s. It was like 88, 89. It was uh, after Back to the Future, yeah. And Captain so. America's release date is... Ni- oh, release well, date. Captain America was a made-for-TV movie. No, 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 no. No, we're, but we're talking about these... Oh, like, you're talking about the, the one, one with that, J.D. Salinger's son, Matt. Right, right. The canon film. Where the mask is all rubbery and... Yeah, well, and where it actually looks like it's got scales yes, on the yes. costume, yeah, yeah, which oh is a plus. Did, you, did yeah. you see the Captain America? Oh, the, the Winter Soldier trailer that yeah. dropped yes. last week. Oh. yes. I, uh, I I did a little of this uh, nipple yeah. rubbing right there yeah, in the uh, hallway. Great uh, great scene where where the uh, where the the Winter Soldier re- reaches back and grabs the shield. Yeah. Robert. Was there any uh, Batroc the leper? Uh, no, we did not no, see anything Batroc the leper. But damn, it's another Avengers movie. You got Nick. You got the, the Black Falcon. Weevil. Black and Widow. Got, and you got Weevil. <laughs> Black, Black, Weevil. Weevil. Black Weevil, Black Weevil, the lesser known of the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a solo series. Never. Uh, um, but and you have Robert Redford. I mean, I, I just oh, yeah. sit there. And oh, I'm Robert Marvel, Redford. Wow. And I'm like going, Robert Redford's in a damn Marvel. At this point in the podcast, we speculated on some potential plot twists in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And while we don't know anything about the script. We felt they were probably a little too spot on to leave in the main podcast. They are spoilers, and so we've extracted those from here, and they are available at the end of this recording. There will be a spoiler alert before them, so if you hear that spoiler alert, you can turn off the recording and you won't miss anything else in the rest of the podcast. Which we return you to now, already in progress. You gotta cut back in on Salazar saying, and you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> so uh, let's, Thank go you, to, Nate. let's go to other trailers, and that would be, of course, on television. The Doctor Who 50th anniversary trailer dropped while we run hiatus. And then, of course, on November 23rd, they're going to show it worldwide. I'm going on the 25th. It's I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling a Salazar. Um, so. Yeah, we got to put this on speaker so that people can yeah, get Nate's yeah. fantastic punch. That was a good one. Nate, <laughs> Nate made a bathroom joke. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> People aren't impressed. Sorry, Nate. Yeah. That, that, that's my shtick. <laughs> He's like, you can have it. Yeah, yep. seriously, French fries were squirting out their noses. It was, like, <laughs> it was, it was great. Satisfied. So we know that. Yeah. <laughs> Dissatisfied. <laughs> very, very dissatisfied. Yes, I have been we very, both, very dissatisfied. Yeah, by I've them. had them, and they caused me massive intestinal discomfort. I, what you, what you, well, sh- what, that doesn't what you should <laughs> no, do? No, they're awful. No, Derek, no. Derek, that destroyed him too. No, let me tell you something. No, I was more disappointed. Okay. What you should do if you want to recreate the satisfy experience, <laughs> I want you to go across the street to your Albertsons. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I want you to buy a bag of Orida. Crinkle cut Oritas? No, not yeah. crinkle cut. No. Smooth cut. Smooth, Smooth cut, cut Oritas. And then I would like you to undercook them by about five minutes. No, no. Just but open the bag and eat them. It's no, the no, same. No, no, no. Because they're warm. They're <laughs> warm. Say boil they're them. warm. They're oh, warm. Fine. Um, Still too much credit. But and, and, and whatever you do, certainly don't salt them because that, that <laughs> endangers them with flavor. <laughs> uh, aren't they crinkle cut? No. No. They're the like shows me a crinkle cut fry. The commercial is a lie. You need to adjust your TV. Everything about <laughs> the every, vertical hold is off on your television. Everything about Satisfries is a lie. Yep. 
from the very beginning that they're satisfying. So um, I've you said know it. What is satisfying over there is the angry whopper. I'm with it. The that's angry the whopper's fine, one, except that's gonna. I can't eat that for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, you're, yeah. you're you're a little younger and haven't gone through the things I've gone through. Um, that's what I was. I was like, "What is the name?" There it is. There it is. The return of Angry Whopper. He does not like those satisfying. I did, in fact, have no mango on the Whopper. I did. I did go to a wing stop and get mango habanero wings last night. They were fantastic. I know. I hope no one can enjoy mango habanero without thinking of me. Mango Unchained. <laughs> um, I did finally uh, because I finished this this massive uh, run of, of this uh, strange, the craziest theatrical production I ever directed. The all Catholic schoolgirl version of Macbeth, inspired by Hellraiser. It sounds like a punchline, but which actually, actually got tweeted got great out. Great reviews. It actually, no, it, it did get great reviews. It was actually tweeted you out. Sold to out Clive all Barker. your shows. So Clive Clive Barker actually does know we did it. And oh, so far, excellent. I have not heard from his lawyers. But uh, it's too busy with the reboot. But uh, I spent my first day off. Uh, I went to teaching. and went, and I just had an afternoon where no rehearsal. So I sat down and finally watched two episodes of Sleepy Hollow. Ah, oh. isn't it great? Jason and I were just talking about I it. I am yeah. in love with this show. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's so crazy. much better than it has any right to be. Stupid. Yeah, it's magnificent. Yeah. So much potential. Yeah. So, and I gotta say, sorry, it's gonna hurt. Although I thought last week's Shield episode was probably the strongest, I liked it the best. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow kicks Shield's ass. I'm so much more caught up in what mythology is going on with Sleepy Hollow. They injected so much into that pilot episode. I, I would go as far to say that I would agree with you. I like Shield, but it's. I know I like Shield, but I was, but I wanted Shield to be my favorite show right, of the season. Right? Oh yeah. And it's not. Instead, yeah. it's Sleepy Hollow, followed by Brooklyn Nine Nine. And uh, oh, there, I disagree. With you. No, I, I found that very funny. And um, I, I think all the all the first five episodes are available on demand. Yes, I think the the pilot episode goes off on demand on November fourth. So if you're listening yeah, it's to this, be, it's be you have a chance week. to catch up all of them on demand or Hulu. I think it's still on Hulu. I think they they maybe pull it from all the on demand. Well, no, or just no, watch it on Fox.com or Fox.com. <laughs> it, it, it's it's great. I, I it just, is very, very well And done. they are committing to just being 13 episodes for this season, then they'll come back. I love the way they even built in the structure. I loved it so much I didn't care that they went, oh, seven seasons and out. Um, <laughs> you have seven years to defeat the exactly. apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What? So we got plenty of time. We, uh, totally, totally. Uh, so uh, I, I'm just, I had to give the Fanboy Planet imprimatur officially on it. It looked good. It's well, it well was learned. good. It yeah. was it was absolutely, absolutely well it's, it's fun. It's a fun I show. love that. And if, if all you ladies out there like are the, totally getting a man crush on uh, or getting a woman he, crush on it, Kabod Crane, I understand. He is totally reacting to everything properly. They hand she hands him the flashlight the first one and he's like putting his finger into the light and then looking into it and reacting and then yeah. But it didn't feel silly like no. a third rock from the sun or a neighbors thing. No. Right. Although again, I'm I you know, I like the neighbors, but I'm still gonna just work through that on the DVDs. So you know. Yeah. Um so that's all I got this week. I think it's a good time to re- Oh wait, oh yeah. Oh the surprise first 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 Christmas Robert gift Redford is No, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> So we will do we will do a uh, a proper Christmas list for fanboys yes, yes. in November when people will have enough time to do their shopping. But I got something this week that was 
too good not to mention. So just published this week from uh, Harper Design and the BBC. Take a nap, Nate. Is the <laughs> treasures from the 50, first 50 years of Doctor Who, The Vault. And this is uh, probably about an inch thick, maybe a little inch and a quarter, uh, soft cover, full, full chocolate. Just like Jason. I'm, I'm sorry. He left too much of a space after soft, and then I was done. Just, just I am ashamed of you. Sure you are. A lavish pictorial history of, of, of Doctor Who. Bringing it back in. Ooh, um, nice. By by year, each one of the, including the years where Doctor Who wasn't on the on the air, but they cover all the stuff that happened right. during that time between between the movie and the revamp of the show. So the TV movie, the TV movie, and they they cover everything. They've got the comics in here. They've got you know Doctor Who and the Daleks, the the original Peter Cushing movie, and which was on Hulu for a while. Yeah, Daleks Invasion of Earth. Um, just an amazingly beautiful, huge book that uh, retails for about forty-five dollars. I think, yeah, forty-five dollars USA. Um, but if you go to Amazon, you can get it for twenty-nine right now. Yep. And this is just do by, it, Derek. By weight, be like us. How much does this weigh, Jason? Pick it up. You're our human scale. Today. I'd say that's about my weight. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it is yeah. probably like two pounds. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a it's a you could yeah you could damage a Dalek with this. Absolutely, you could crush a small animal. Yeah. <laughs> so, book book uh, recommendation of the, I know. Of the week. I, I'm just I'm no pressure. Just if oh, you really? want, I feel it. Just if you want to be one of the cool kids. And, and have, or according to Nate, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. but. And it comes with a pillow in case your friend Nate falls asleep. That's next right. To it you. comes with a pillow for the non Doctor Who fan. <laughs> well, I'll sleep here while you read. <laughs> yes. What we'll do is we'll get Tiffany to watch it, and then Nate's. Oh, that's doomed. true. Yeah. Doomed. <laughs> Tiffany right. totally love this. Trust me, there are plenty of shows that I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Name one right now. Go. Real Housewives of any city <laughs> in the world. <laughs> what not to wear? Yeah. Uh, that was a good one, Nate. That was very good. Yes. Thank you. Real Housewives of Tatooine. Um, <laughs> no, that I'd watch. No, apparently last week on Once Upon watch. a Time in Wonderland, they did cross over, and they meant uh, and uh, Jafar was looking for a, yeah. a menace, and he he briefly considered using the sarlacc. So uh, now wow. he was like a Twitter. It's like yeah. It's going to happen, and then we're going to really be sorry. If there's any Disney show worse than Once Upon a Time, it's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Wonderland. But you'll be really? happy. Yeah. But Did you watch the original before yes, Disney? I, I, uh, what? Before Disney bought. I mean. Oh, yes, yes. The I original did. what? Once Upon a Time. You it, mean the, was, ac- the actual series. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, Disney's always owned Disney's Once always Upon a Time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But they've, 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 they bought ABC about 15 years ago. But they've yeah. amped it up. They've amped it up this the, the second with, season, second and third season, season, really. The first up. two didn't really have anything to do with the mo- with the Disney movies. No, but they introduced the first season had a few nods, but now the second. But it was and much third. more like it was much more a fables the, rip off in yeah, the first season. The, the, yes, this season now is more like Ar- Ariel's yeah. on next week, and, and you they know, had Mulan yeah. on last Mulan's year. Mulan's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's that's what I mean. The, the absurdity of the of the character. Is Ooh. she on? No, no, please. she will be. No, she's a real person. She's actually a historical person. Oh no, but they'll make her they like can't it. use it. Okay, they'll make her like you know the cartoon version. But like. the little bit I saw of okay, the Peter Pan it, thing it made attractive. it look more like the Brom child thief thing. 
Yeah, Peter Pan is the villain this season, and he's evil. Oh, and the, okay. Yeah, and Captain and, Hook is trying to redeem himself. Right, right. So that's a nice oh, That's twist. interesting. Yeah. But uh, no, but you'll be happy to know that as far as both shows are concerned, the green screen work is horrible. <laughs> it's, I can't believe a show that's that popular can't afford better green screen. It, it, it's just it's so it's bad even by television standards. It's awful. But well, you know, they have to they have to pay for dialect coaches. I guess they got to pay for something. It sure as hell wasn't the green screen. <laughs> all right, so, so no. I, I have not watched it at all, so I, I don't know. Eh, you're not missing much. Well, maybe I mean, one of those days. Maybe I'll say it's on Netflix. Yeah, I might yeah. with my copious spare time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just. How would you rate it against Supernatural? You really? Oh God, it. Supernatural leaps and bounds better. No yeah. way. Yeah. Another I mean, show. but it's on my retirement list. But Supernatural and Once Upon a Time kind of two different beasts. I mean, Supernatural's violent, and Once Upon a Time is really more family oriented really? I guess for like, I watched part well, of the first parts. season I mean well it's still nicer than Supernatural you're not chopping off heads and demon slaying and and they don't have Felicia Day who I much mess, you know mention again like my post on Facebook thank you Call me a gentleman. <laughs> Call me a gentleman. Call me a do you, gentleman. Do you get uh, one plus one geek cred every time you mention it? I hope so. I, I mean, she's, she's, I'm sure she's listening right but now. But he be keeps like, talking oh, and he loses three. I do. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, it's that friend of Sean Becker's. I have to defriend him. Uh, well, we'll see. forgetting to remove him. Yeah, he's just there. Well, yeah. and I should say, so, uh, you know, before we, we, we leave for the night to say, of course, go to Fanboy Planet and you can see Jason's uh, latest horror short. Uh, yes. Rewind. Rewind, yes. Uh, with with, uh, with Robert Sean Campbell. Robert How, long Sean is Camp- that? How long is that? Uh, it's about six minutes. It's, so. it's really it's good. short. Yes. It's really good. But it is uh, not for the squeamish. Um, no, it's I mean, not- it's tastefully done. Yeah. I give you that. But it, but I, I know that there are people that are probably, well, they don't like slasher stuff, so right. they're not going to be into it. But I thought it was very well done for what it is. So Thank excellent you. Excellent work. Thank you. We like so, it. So uh, if you are listening... I, I assume you are still listening. And you have uh, questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism. Write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You listen to iTunes, rate us, uh, subscribe, and by all means, tell your friends. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app as well. You can listen to us on www.fanboyplanet.com, where the Stitcher app actually is. And, of course, do. In- embedded do, in the page. And you can actually also, please, should you stop by that little PayPal button, feel free. Pay a pal. We're like your pals. Uh, or pick up something on Amazon. We'll have a more comprehensive in a couple weeks in time for Black Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday, a fanboy planet. We'll be on top of things. We usually we end up like saying we're going to do it, and then we do it in December, but we'll do it in November. My list is kind of get dual purpose this, this year. Because so, yeah. you're trying to get your wife to buy things for no, you? No, no, I'm doing, I'm doing another one for another uh, venue. You're done. You're dead to me. I'm going back to, the t- I'm going back to the little handheld. We'll have a talk later. Uh, <laughs> I'm going back to the little handheld. Going back to the little handheld. I don't care. All right. So, uh, <laughs> monkey. That's what she said. Organ grinder. Okay. So, all right. Uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Jason Salazar. Thank you. And our man in Los Angeles. I am Dan Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatluke.com.
blew it up. Which is my favorite part about it, because <laughs> uh, the timing on that was fantastic. Yeah, that worked out. Really uh, well. You know, and I watched. Actually, I watched American Horrible Story uh, for the first time in since the first time it was posted. Like I watched it the first time. I went, yeah. You know, and this is the day I was like, yeah, right. But I really think that short was. It was so tight. It was so well done. It was not self-reflexive. It was just it. It was... Well, thank you. I, I really love that. It was a happy little accident. That really came about over the course of five days and was done. That hey, was, Brian? You want to move up closer or something? Can you hear us from back there? Or, or are you just like watching us? That was... Oh. He does. He likes to sit in the dark and just stare. <laughs> Which project are we talking about? Rewind, the, the little horror short that... Uh, yeah, I made a little horror short called Rewind that I did for a, a local film festival, and everyone seems to really be liking it. I posted it on my page, and if you're bored, it's six minutes, so check it out. People, it's on Fanboy Planet. It's on Fanboy Planet. Lon said he was going to put it on Moron Life. Yes, but you know what? I'm going to promote the Fanboy Planet because it's hits for both of us. Okay, th- yes. Thank you. you. No, it's getting a lot of hits, and, and it played well at the festival, and the best part is it's short. So, um, yeah, if you're bored, I think... That's a hell of a pull quote. Yeah. I, the best part is, <laughs> it's short. He's not, he's he's, not the best promoter no, he, of his he own. Needs someone no, else. He, I never have He been. should never do his own promotion. No. I am the only promoter most of the time, which if is If you'd like to watch wrong. my shitty little films, yeah. we could all stay after the presentation. Right. Uh, like, so, uh, hey, Lon, we need to talk about the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so the ancient Etruscans <laughs> right. uh, had a couple of things uh, to say. Well, you could totally about, be Cliff. Oh, I know. Oh, I, please. That's sweet. The first time that my mother watched that sitcom, first run when I was still in high school, she started busting up. And she went, it's, it's you. you. <laughs> oh, like, okay, well, that goes into the therapy pile. That's Great. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the least of your problems. Of the really, therapy. it turned right. it turned out to be. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> well, in terms of damage, mom, that's great. Okay, thanks. That was a light touch. You really, yeah. <laughs> so, Nate, Nate, have you scored a have you scored a job with DC yet? Disney. I'm back. Uh, no, I don't have a job yet. I'm doing a temp job right now. Still in the warehouse. Oh God, yeah. It's like <laughs> you touched a, a nerve. Oh, warehouse uh, work sucks. I know. It's the Synergy Lab. Are you familiar with what that is? I I could guess, but I don't know. (laughs) It's basically a Disney consumer products warehouse where they have um, all kinds of equipment and stuff. And then they also have like a toy cage where they have samples and old toys just like hundreds of copies of old stuff yeah uh-huh. uh Interesting. all the good stuff and obviously. what what do you do there i just help out basically so like what we did today was um cleaned up because the warehouse is a mess like mm. they constantly get new stuff and have to get rid of old stuff right and, and goofy used to like, be the manager big wigs <laughs> at disney are allowed to store personal items there oh <laughs> so it's like basically storage for people. Oh. Um, like one of the things in the warehouse right now is this huge box that supposedly I've been told I'm skeptical. It's as Walt's brain. It's Walt's <laughs> brain. No, no, it? it's even better. He told me what it, okay. what it is. Okay. I'm skeptical as to whether they're telling me the truth <laughs> or messing with me, but it's a it's supposedly a full size Iron Man that belongs to Robert Downey Jr that I guess somehow works like a remote control airplane, like he can fly it. 
I've seen it. Really? No, no. I've seen that wow. in action. I he have seen video of it. It's it? true. It's like that Superman thing that they... So it's a remote-controlled airport, six feet tall. Okay. It's hollow. And I saw a video of him flying it about uh, a month and a half ago. It's got propellers That's pretty awesome. or something on it? Or? Okay, so Yeah, they're small, so you can't... Yeah, you can right. see it, and the arms are out like that. So okay. it's a plane made to look like Iron Man. So it's apparently, got a low center of gravity. He, uh, and, yeah. Apparently he crashed it, so they have it. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. That's <laughs> real. That's real, Nate. Mr. Downey, Mr. Downey's uh, medication was being um, adjusted. Try to snap day. a pic of that. Instagram no. that shit. No, it's like... A, uh, there was <laughs> no, I would. We can't even open the box. Oh, what a shame. It's like one of those big... Uh, it was like a big old Indiana. crate. Like like yeah, like like, Indiana like, like Indiana Jones, Jones like warehouse type crate. <laughs> they keep painting exactly. something on yeah. it and it goes... Yeah, yeah. Off. Oh, it's the Ark of the Coven. <laughs> they have a lot of uh, D23 stuff in there. Nice. Okay. Like today, we went to the Disney store in Pasadena, their headquarters, uh-huh. and we had to take stuff for them to have their Halloween party tomorrow. Ah. And then we picked up um, three pallets full of samples for uh, 2017. So this is like 2017. Yeah, it's like stuff they're not even thinking about releasing yet. It's wow, from the future. <laughs> yeah, Tomorrowland for the new parks. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, it sounds I, warehouse or not cleaning or not. It's still I envy you, my friend. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I do. <laughs> I work. W- I work with family. I win. <laughs> so, for, all nice. right. <laughs> once again, uh, once hey, again. in shittiest life competition. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey, you will lose. You will lose. <laughs> F my L- F. FML for the win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Derek, let me hear you for a second. Yeah, I uh, I feel good. Let's see. I'll I feel good. Just, I feel good. And now you sound better. And now, well, Jason, let's hear you sure. again. Hello. Oh, Felicia's in this episode, so there you go. Just watch her work. Supernatural. Pac-Man oh, fever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they get sucked in like a video game, and she they, they always write things that she knows, so... Okay. Do you, uh, by the way, we want to talk about your experiences at Universal? Oh, the Halloween Horror went, Nights? you went to the Hollywood Horror Nights. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, if you'd like. I'd I went I went in all eight of the houses thanks to a lovely disabled couple who let us tag along no, with them the oh, entire you, time. Oh, you, I'm going to fucking kneecap you. <laughs> it was a happy accident. You're like, the you're... reason that Disney changed its policy. <laughs> they offered... They're like, how many of you are there? We're like, two. And they're like, come with us through Cabin in the Woods. We went, great. We don't have to wait for one. Then we got out of there like in 10 minutes. And they're like, well, we're going to hit the other seven. You want to come with us? And we're like, fuck yeah. And we went. <laughs> You're we, my new best friend. Pretty much. And we did all eight of them in under an hour. All right. If you have them over to your home, then I forgive you. If what? If you ever have them over to your home, then I forgive you. If you we added them as friends, friends on Facebook while we waited in line. Okay, then that'll count. Okay. I'll take that. That, okay. that is what, 2013. What policy, change, what policy change happened? Oh, uh, no, yeah, yeah. Disney is no longer um, yeah. allowing people to get in front of the line. Yes. They have to basically fast pass it, mm-hmm. which is very difficult if your child's disability is autism. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, yeah, they basically they have to check and in. So they're not letting disabled people go to the front of the and line. And Universal's they not doing They have to get in line that. with everybody else. No, they can fast pass, and then they can get into a fast pass. But what if the fast passes are already gone? Like they always. No, no, no. They have they have a certain they have set special of ones. Have, but they ah. get but they get told you can come back at three o'clock. Yes. 
we oh, have okay. a certain amount of slots. Oh, okay. And, and so that's what he had and there. And so they're making them schedule the day because of those Manhattan people yep. that were renting um, disabled, disabled people, people. Yeah. In, in Disney World. Yep. So they changed those it. Those Manhattan and, people. You know, and, and again, to not, not to get... No, no, I mean, seriously, they were evil. They were yep. absolutely evil. They, they were, were. It was an undercover sting operation to discover this was going on. Mm-hmm. And they were they were paying uh, disabled people like five hundred dollars a day wow. to lead them around, and it was a pretty lucrative. He was really disabled. I mean, let it be yeah, clear. He yeah. had a, he couldn't walk. Yeah, yeah. And and they could bring up to four in a party, right. and it was him and his wife. And he's like, well, we have the extra two. May as well use them. Okay. And so, so well, I, yeah, but so and to explain to, to Rick then what is it's been kind of an outrage. <laughs> is, you know, the, Disney had to respond some way, and because of the law, they oh, can't actually have someone... Because what was happening, as you have complained, sometimes people are obese, or they claim, oh, mm. I can't walk, and they can't prove it. They can't right. ask for proof right. of right. disability. Right. So because they knew there was rampant abuse of the system, <laughs> they've changed it. But that means that children, that families with children of, with sensory uh, issues... Right, right, right. They can't go. Yeah. They you can't, can't go because they're no. I want to show you my child's autism certificate. No, I'm not allowed to look at that. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's your kid looks that's fine to me. Disney's claim, you yeah. know, and yeah. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, families with dealing with autism that yeah. have been very um, upset. They're not outraged because yeah. they do understand Disney had to respond in some way. That would really suck, though, if you were if you were disabled and you had a business of hiring yourself out. To go to Disneyland. What a great job. Yeah. And you're so qualified for it. <laughs> I think, true. again, you just lost the moral <laughs> compass thing. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, I think that because Smiley this is a new face. policy, your Smiley family winky can't winky take wink. you anymore to <laughs> Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I actually... <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> something's missing there. I have a personal acquaintance <laughs> who, who is marginal in this. But whenever he goes to, oh, I know say, who you're talking about, Disneyland or Comic Con. Let's call him Huck Chelps. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not putting it in. The, I know who you mean because you've you've Huck offered. So, and when when they offered to let me tag along, I said no. I don't feel good about that. I'm not going to. Yes. Oh, no. I didn't care because I didn't know him. And plus, I not s- not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I just no. figured they were being nice, and it was a one-time. Yours thing. was a valid then, uh, person who was trying yeah. to make friends. And, yeah. yeah. And you became friends. You added them on yeah, Facebook. And for also, t- very, very pleasant people. And in today's world, that's that's as good as being lifelong. It's probably uh, more sincere than ninety percent of my friends. On I was Facebook. very happy. I love them all, though. They were they were like mid. I don't think you can name fifteen percent of them. They were mid sixties too, and horror buffs, and that made me really happy because here are these wow sixty five year olds. Nice. So did they like, bring up your films on their mobile devices no, while you were in? Sharon brought up that I made movies and stuff. And then when they added us on Facebook, I had had some posted. And then she was looking. She's like, I'm going to have to look at these when I get home. And I was like, hey, your funeral. And uh, so. See, again. Oh, yeah. Just so exactly. <laughs> and then she, she went. She, <laughs> she did watch one recently and commented on it and put like, wow. She's like, that was something, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I was wow. like, I'm like, we're going to be real good friends. Like so, Jeffrey Dahmer had better promotional skills. Yeah, I've just never no. I I make them and have a delicious evening. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm currently looking for PR people. So hey, if you know of any, I'm I'm sure we could help. We if should, you, if we you should, just we should get shut started. up tonight and let us just talk about how great it is. You'll be fine. Okay, fine. Hey Nate, I will not contradict my words. Yes. Are you ready for some structured fanboy planet podcasts? 
discussions you'll, that you'll be able to jump in on. Thought casts. <laughs> you just think real hard at us through the uh, thought casts through the Skypeism. Okay, ready. you ready? Again, ready. it's one I point to you. Three, <laughs> two, favorite part. One. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast! Spoiler alert! As promised, here's our Captain America Winter Soldier spoiler section. Turn off your recording now if you don't want to hear it. Movie. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And if my theory that is correct, is <laughs> thank you, Hugh Hauser. And the if my theory is correct about who he is, it's going to be amazing that that's that he's in it. So that's February. You want to you want to make April. A, I April. have a prediction as to who he is. I think we have the same prediction, but I don't want to put it on the podcast. He's the real okay. Nick. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. He's. You the, think it's too much of a spoiler? You want to say spoiler? Clap so we can say it here. Okay. Um, Clap. He's, he's a red skull. Yeah. He's totally. a red skull. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So you think he's going like, to rip it off and he's yes. like Hugo Weaving underneath? No, yes. no, no, no. I don't think uh, yeah. that at all. Because <laughs> the character he plays in, yeah. the, in the Winter Soldier comics right. was revealed to have been possessed by the spirit uh, yeah. of the right. red skull. Uh, and, and then had a disfiguring accident? Or was it intentional? Intentional to make himself look like it again. Yeah. Oh, right. So if that's if that's true, that'd be awesome. And then he eventually <laughs> went into a. Cl- it was, and wait a minute. Spoiler. Okay. Was he a? Cl- you I don't know. I'll, I don't know. I'll edit this properly. You, so you want me to cut this out? <laughs> yeah. I'll because, put this in the outtakes. Because but no, because potentially the ending of the movie is may, maybe be the big twist. But we're just speculating. We no, no hey, but I still just if we're right, we if we're, we're right, right, people will hate Robert us. Redford is Luke's father. So so but the. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, when he was in that spirit form, he eventually came back in a clone of Steve Rogers' body. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, well, Redford, no way would he commit to another film, but still. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it was, but it, it's a clever way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so if they do. But I think in the narration, when they say, like you say, we've changed, you've helped us change the, change the face of the world, do it again. And then on io9, they were saying, well, that's the narration He's saying it to Steve Rogers. Like, no, there's actually no proof that Steve Rogers. I think he's saying it to the Winter Soldier. I think mm. that he's been the one bringing the Winter Soldier out of ice um. for, you know, so I'm so excited. I'm well, so if you were right, you, you, you heard it here or didn't hear it here first. <laughs> right. I like that. I'll archive <laughs> this. You right. It's, you didn't hear it here. It's yeah. November 30th, 2013. This is going to the archives. It's so October 30th. <laughs> October 40th. It's October 40th. October 40th. October fortieth. How the, much the, have you had to drink? You are like one and gripping. a half. You've had you a, are gripping that wine like you've a, had one like, too many black weevils. <laughs> no, he's, he's gripping that wine glass like he's like he's uh, he's Volstag with a flagon. You know, <laughs> it's gonna get ugly here, folks. It's a you really want to come in glass. next Wednesday and when and watch the podcast.